Portions of this program may be pre recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening uh, to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Um, and we will try to get your questions the next day that we're in. So uh, we would love to have you guys join the discussion. Uh, we've been talking this week about kind of the issues, um, obviously, in the news, like we do in the first section. But we've also been talking about um, when, if ever, a church or a church body or Christians should uh, defy the orders of the government. So that's what we've been talking about. If you have not got a chance to hear us today or uh, this week, and today we're going to be continuing with, continuing with that. Um, so, Doug, how you doing today? I'm good. I was just sitting here thinking about all the stuff that's been going on in the news. This has been the most random year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're just tuning in to SWAT Radio, um, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and we usually, like Taylor said, take the first 15 minutes or so and just kind of talk about what's going on in our world. Uh, from a Christian worldview, how do we respond to it? And there's so much happening. Yep. People are getting seeds now from China. Yeah, I saw that. All over. Like, uh, people are getting seeds that are randomly coming with no papers or anything. All right. You just got to, I mean, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but yeah. okay, think about that. Like, uh, with everything else going on now, all of a sudden, these random foreign-looking seeds, because yeah. nobody's ever seen anything like this. Uh, would you plant them? I wouldn't plant them. No, no. I would. I, I wouldn't even touch them. Yeah, man. I was about to say that. I'm yeah. like, who knows what's going on with that? But anyway, um, it's a crazy time, and whether you're dealing with the COVID or the riots or all the unrest, the political mm-hmm. animosity. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're listening and you had a chance to tune in to any of the hearings. You probably don't want to, and yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> Um, but the, the, it's no longer bringing witnesses before Congress to find out information to better help govern. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much because it's an election year. It's just talking points. Political. No, theater. nobody yeah. is even today. They have, uh, I mean, what a great opportunity today on uh, up at Capitol Hill. They had the four tech giants, man. Mm-hmm. They got Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook CEOs. And, and really they're not even really doing anything with yeah. that. I mean, like you've got four uh, huge companies that basically control social media, mm-hmm. which controls the news yep. for most people. Most people don't even get their news from the television anymore. They get it from the Internet. Yep. And so uh, it's a chance to really mm-hmm. probe deep to find out what kind of safety precautions they're exercising. If there's bias, they're not even really they haven't delved much into it so it's just a another wasted opportunity again because it's an election year 
And, you know, I hear people talking out there, well, what if this person gets elected? Well, what if this other person gets elected? And the truth is, it doesn't matter who gets elected. God's on his throne, and we're still going to be here to serve him. And the question is, what are we going to do to serve him? You know, right now, there's a tropical storm that's in the Caribbean that's headed toward Florida. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm -hmm. It's it's called Isaias, I think, or Isaias, I-S-A-I-A-S. And um, they're saying it may impact Florida because they're projecting a track up into the Gulf affecting more of the western coast Mm. but they don't know who knows right i mean and so you look at something like that in light of everything going on when you start adding in the uh, economic impact of that with what you were just telling me before the program they're floating more money from from the fed right to Mm -hmm. kind of keep the economy going uh and so we're we're just in a strange place but there are people making a difference, and there's a guy that I knew out in Texas. When we went, to, we lived in Houston. We went to a church called Woods Edge. I've had the pastor Jeff Wells on a couple of times. He's a marathoner, mm. ran for Nike, and um, when we were there, there was a guy who was in charge of the students and evangelism named Chad McMillan. Okay, and uh, Chad was a, a football player. Uh, he was a uh, just a. a had a great heart for uh, sharing uh, the Lord with people. It really was a good role for him, but uh, he um, he served on staff with David Stockwell, who was an evangelist for a while, did missions projects in other countries. So he's a guy who, he, I think he actually even signed a free agent contract with the Eagles at oh, okay. one time. So he so he uh, he played for University of Texas as a football player. So Chad recently, during the toilet paper shortage, mm. had an idea to use a T-shirt gun. Have you seen those? Uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like at football games yep. and stuff. So he put um, he put Bible verses around the toilet paper because there was a TP mm-hmm. shortage, and put those in the the t-shirt guns because they're wound up like that and he would shoot hmm. the the toilet paper at people's houses and let them have a yeah. roll of toilet paper with bible verses on it that's pretty cool and it and people responded so well he's out in texas that it says that they actually put a pulpit and a sound system and music and the pastor went around and actually was huh. preaching while huh. they were doing that uh, and then recently he, he got a food truck and went around and started something called Barbecue Baptist Church mm. where he would go feed people and give them a message. That's cool. And so uh, Chad always had some creative ideas like that. But I thought just in the midst of the crazy time we live in, what are we doing yeah. to spread hope? I mean, because think about those just those two ideas. I mean, I didn't think of anything like that, yeah. That's but it's creative and and God's using it to just spread hope, and that's what we should be doing. That's why I was so kind of disappointed when, you know, these doctors come out and they put out a hope-filled message mm-hmm. that, you know what, we don't have to fear coronavirus like we are right now. Uh, it's crazy because they have things that can treat it, and they were actually trying to spread hope, which is what doctors should yeah. do to treat and help. And instead the social media companies pulled it down. Yeah, and then the the media, the you know, mainstream media took 
one lady who, you know, I guess believes some kind of out there things. And that is the only clip of that whole thing that they had. And there were some other really good clips. People and these UCLA. are all board, board certified doctors. Yeah, it, it wasn't just uh, they made, they tried to make the case that it was a bunch of nutcases out there um, by pulling one person. And it, it just it, and the, but then obviously they take away. So you can't go and see for yourself what's there. And it's just really kind of a detestable thing to do. And I saw, I don't really watch CNN, but I saw something of uh, uh, somebody on there and just how mocking they were towards um, really President Trump and uh, conservatives, quote unquote, or people who are leery of the the lockdown measures. And it, I, I hadn't seen that. And it was struck me as so unprofessional that I can't believe that that's news. You know, and I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched CNN in a long time. So just to kind of tune in and see that, it was just like, wow. It's... Well, I, I regularly, much to my wife's, uh, <laughs> uh, she doesn't, I like, I like when I go to some certain, I go to different news channels and I try to listen to what everybody's saying. Yeah. And it, just to see perspectives, right? And it, it is really, uh, there, there's no consistent news out there that's really good i'm I'm really disappointed it doesn't matter whether you're conservative or liberal it's just hard to trust anybody out there right now with what's going on so we have to come back as believers to god's word to say you know what regardless of what people are saying and regardless of what's happening in our life our eyes are going to be fixed on him we're going to keep our 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 eyes on jesus and we are going to love god with all our heart soul mind and strength the shema and we're going to love our neighbor like we like you know because we're he's like us we're going to love him and you know chad mcmillan kudos i i may even try to call him in the break see if i can get him on the line to find out about this uh, it was really uh interesting to see that he's doing that and what he's doing out there and you know if you have ideas like that don't be afraid to implement stuff like that to be a light to people yeah you know whether it's the person at starbucks or the person at the Publix or whatever you know just try to be somebody spreading hope because right now we need it and jim dennison said in his article today that we're just a a dot our time here i think he was quoting uh he, he was quoting a friend of his that said this life on earth is the dot before the line yeah yeah and Pretty much, uh, you know what's gonna what's gonna be. We're 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 basically uh, we're foreigners here. Mm-hmm. We're just passing through, and the more we see of uh, death, devastation, destruction, the pain of sin, the you know the the impact that sin has on our life, the brokenness of our world, the more we realize that this is not our home. Yeah. It was never meant to, I mean, it was originally supposed to be our home, but then that, that dream got shattered in the garden mm-hmm. and God says, okay, I will send a redeemer and this redeemer is coming back. The question is, if you're listening to this, are you ready for his return? Are you really ready for him? So hopefully you will be, we're going to be looking at Daniel again today and we're going to be looking at chapter two specifically. So I hope you'll stay with us. And we will be back with more after the break. Uh, You can download our SWAT app in the App Store. Uh, You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And with that in mind, we're about to get into Daniel, which, uh, picking up where we left off yesterday, uh, talking about, uh, again, in the, context, in the context excuse me, of uh, when we should be obedient to uh, our governing authorities and when we should not be. Um, so we're going to get into Daniel. We talked uh, a little bit about uh, how Daniel got to uh, Babylon and what him and Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego went through and kind of their progression, and we're getting into uh, moving into Chapter 3 now uh, and going to be starting there. Yeah, actually, um, we, we, you know, we, we went through Chapter 1 where we were talking about the uh, way they got there, but then we saw that Daniel refused to eat the king's food mm-hmm. But he did so by asking. He didn't just, as a prisoner, obviously, he was asking, could we not do it? They had been conscripted into the king's service. And he said, you know, put us to the test. Let's put God to the test, show you that he can sustain us. And they were healthier than the people that ate the king's food by not eating 
that because they didn't want to violate the dietary restrictions that the that had been put on them as the Jewish people. Yeah. Uh, and so in the second chapter, it says that in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, he began to have dreams and his spirit was troubled. And what was going on is he had a dream and he couldn't explain it. He didn't know what was how, how to explain what the dream was or it, it was just bothering him. So he went to his wise men to tell him what the dream was and they said, well, you tell us the dream and we'll interpret it. He yeah. goes, no, 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 no. You're not going to do that. If you're really wise men, you're going to tell me the dream mm-hmm. and you're going to interpret it. Now, they they were taken back by that because he said that if you don't make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb. Mm. Now, think about that. And your houses will be laid in ruins. How'd you like that ultimatum given to you? You know, that's, that's, I mean, even just think, think about this, Taylor, you go in, if you don't do the best radio program Mm -hmm. you've ever done in your life, you're going to be torn limb from limb. I mean, just the pressure of that, but to interpret a dream, to tell what somebody else actually dreamed last night. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that would have to be supernatural. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, they said, let us, you know, tell us the dream and we'll tell you what it means. And he says, you're just stalling. Uh, if you're really wise men, he says, then you can do it. He says, but if you don't make the dream known to me, and he says it again, there's just one sentence for you. Uh, you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time changes. In other words, till I change my mind you're trying to wear me down Mm -hmm. you know like a teenager you know how teenagers wear down their parents over and over and over they just stall finally parents go okay i don't care uh so therefore he says will uh, tell me the dream and i will know that you can show me its interpretation in other words you have to prove that you are supernatural that you have this supernatural ability but they didn't because they were human and they didn't have that ability and they said, there's not a man on earth who can meet your demands. Mm-hmm. And it's true. No human can do that. Yeah. But uh, the king was so mad, he just sent people to kill all the wise men. And guess who were being conscripted into the wise men? Daniel and his three friends. So they're back at the farm just waiting, you know, to do some training. Mm-hmm. And they get a knock on the door. And it's and it's the uh, one of the commanders for the king and he says, listen, you guys, we got to kill you. <laughs> now, imagine that. Yeah. So you've you've proved that God can sustain you uh, to the, the guy. And, and now, all of a sudden, you are being lifted up into a position uh, of honor already, being God's favored people in front of this king who just wiped out your family, wiped out everybody else. And now you get a knock on the door, and they said, we got to kill you. Sorry. We came to kill you because the king's so furious and he's mad at all the wise men of Babylon. And so the king issued a decree. When a decree goes out, it has to be carried out. But Daniel, it says, replied with prudence and discretion to the captain of the king's guard. He said, listen, why is the king's decree so urgent? In other words, why is he doing this so fast? 
And then Arioch, what was his name, made the matter known to Daniel. He told him about what was going on. So Daniel then went in and requested the king to appoint him a time. Now, here's what's interesting. He said that he would show the interpretation to the king. Uh, And then the next thing he did was he went to his house, and he made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and he told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed. So Daniel goes in, and obviously he had some kind of favor with the king because the king granted his request. Then the next thing he does, he goes to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and he says, pray that God will be merciful to us. And so it says, after that, then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision at night. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven and answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and season. He removes kings and he sets up kings. If that doesn't give you encouragement about our election year, yeah, it should. Because the God of all creation changes times and season seasons and he removes kings and he sets up kings he gives wisdom to the wise knowledge to those who have understanding i'm reading straight from daniel chapter two right here he reveals deep and hidden things he knows what's in the darkness and the light dwells with him to you O god of my fathers i give thanks and praise for you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we ask of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Have you ever prayed a prayer like that? Have you ever had your life wrapped up in an answer to a prayer? I mean, your life literally held in the balance, and you cried out to God, and he answered. Uh, Most of us have never prayed that kind of prayer. Some people may have. There may be some people listening today who have a a cancer diagnosis or who have a heart disease or who have some kind of terminal illness as far as doctors are concerned or served overseas or served overseas in the military and they've been in harm's way Mm -hmm. or serve in law enforcement or firefighting or uh, emt whatever risking your life out there and maybe you pray as you go into those uh, arenas that god would give you favor and mercy uh, but then he praised God because God revealed it to him. Now, the reason God revealed it to him is because he had an unfolding plan that Daniel was a part of. And what I want to share with you is if God has you in his agenda for 2021, there's not one person on earth that can prevent that from happening. Now, that ought to comfort you uh, greatly, no matter what the, the odds are. I was talking to a young guy earlier today. He, he just got his wings uh, mm. in the military, just completed training, a lifelong dream. And he's getting his air. In fact, he's already, he already knows what aircraft he's getting because at 1 o'clock today they told him. And I talked to him this morning, and I just felt led to call him and share with him that no matter what aircraft you get, you're God's child, you're a believer, you're a call one, you know that he's taking you down a path for his glory, not for your purposes. Far too often, I think, we believe that when we come to Christ, 
It's for our own purposes, the things that we do. And I mean, there's a quote from um, Oswald Chambers that I think is um, very applicable. And um, I want to read it. I think it was either Oswald. It was, yeah, it was Oswald Chambers. And he said, we're apt to imagine that if Christ constrains us and we obey him, he's going to lead us to great success. We must never put our dreams of success as God's purpose for us. His purpose may be the opposite. Mm. We have an idea that God's leading us to a particular end and a desired goal. He's not. The question of getting to a particular end is an incident. What we call the process, God calls the end. You see, God takes us through different processes, and he's taken Daniel 1 through 1 in chapter 2, one of putting him, his faith, to the test. Yeah. And when he does that, guess who's watching? Mishael, mm-hmm. Hananiah, and Azariah. Their lives are in the balance, but they're not the ones interacting with the king. In this point, you know what they're doing? They're they're interceding for their friend and yeah. for their for their buddy to go up there and interact with uh, Nebuchadnezzar because just interacting in a wrong way can get you killed. He's all they're already under the death sentence. Yeah. And so they go up and Daniel interprets this dream. And basically, it's a it's an image of a statue, the head of gold, chest and arms of silver, middle and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, feet of iron and clay. And what that means is Daniel interprets it to him, and it was God revealing that Nebuchadnezzar was the head, head of gold, but it's kingdoms. Each part of the body represented different kingdoms. And when we come back, We're going to go further into chapter 2 as we prepare for chapter 3 to see how Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah actually will get a chance in chapter 3 to take a similar stand that Daniel had in chapter 2. Yeah, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. Hey, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, uh, as well as a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, you can email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. We'd also like to give a shout out to our listeners in Virginia listening at the Lighthouse as well as Meridian, Mississippi listening on WMER. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. I've stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, There's nothing to bring me down But what will I say When I'm held to the flame Like I am right now Welcome back to SWAT Radio That is Even If My Mercy Me 
If you are just joining us, we are talking about Daniel this week, and we are in chapter 2, and we have got down to Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and the wise men of the realm could not answer it, and so Daniel and his friends are about to be killed, and then Daniel says, give me some time, and I'll answer the dream, and he prays to God, and, and so do um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and then he interprets the dream for Nebuchadnezzar, and we're right at the part where he starts to interpret that dream. Yeah, and right before he interprets it, this is really important. He says, uh, as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me not because of any wisdom that I have. Uh, he says, more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be known to the king, that you may know the thoughts of your mind. He he is so humble. Mm-hmm. He says, listen, this is not because of me. This is because God wants you to understand what's going to happen. And, he, and then he tells him about seeing an image. A head was gold, the chest and arms silver, the thighs and the middle part were bronze, the legs were iron, the feet partly of iron and partly of clay. And so he says, these are all kingdoms. But what's really People breeze through this and they miss stuff because we're so biblically illiterate. Mm-hmm. He talks about a stone. He says, he says the iron, first of all, he goes, as you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand. So that's identifying. This is a God stone, right? Yeah. And it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and it broke them in pieces. Now the iron and clay are the feet. That's the last kingdom. Mm -hmm. He says, the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold, all together were broken in pieces. So whatever this stone is, it broke them all. And, And they became like the chaff of the summer threshing floor. A threshing floor was where they would beat wheat. All right. And, uh, and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them were found, but the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now, if you go to Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen, there's a prophecy there about the cornerstone, mm. the big stone, yep. that stone that he's talking about, not cut from human hands is Jesus. Yeah. And this was the dream. And so he interprets the dream, King. He says, um, O King, the King of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the might, and the glory. He, Daniel acknowledges that, King, you're king because God gave you this kingdom. And he says, you are the gold head, but there's going to be another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you, and then a third of bronze shall rule over all the earth, and there will be a fourth kingdom strong as iron. And then as you saw the feet and the toes part, uh, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it will be a divided kingdom. And then he goes on to explain what all this, and he says, and in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Whose is that? That's the Messiah. Yeah. Nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever Just as you saw, a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand, and it broke into pieces. He says, a great God has made known to the king what will be. It's certain, and it's interpretation sure. Then then guess what happened? Nebuchadnezzar falls on his face, 
and he paid homage to Daniel. He was so impressed. But you know what? He wasn't thinking about the stone. Yeah. He was thinking about the gold head. Yeah. He didn't even catch the part that the stone breaks up everything. Mm Mm-hmm. He was just so moved that he is the golden head, and that's what bit. But guess what? He lifted Daniel up because he interpreted the dream, and he lifted up his three friends over the affairs of the provinces of Babylon. That's chapter 2. Now, guess what? In chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold. Why? Because all he could think about was the gold head, mm-hmm. and that's him. And the height was 60 cubits. Now, a, a cubit is about a foot and a half. So that's 90 feet tall. Wow. A gold statue, 90 feet tall, and its breadth was six cubits. That's about nine feet wide. He set it up on the plains of Dur in the province of Babylon, it says. And he was sent to gather all the satraps, the prefects, the governors. These are all the leaders of the country. And he brought them, and they came together, and they they basically stood before the image, and the herald proclaimed aloud, you are commanded, people, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, all these musical instruments, whatever you hear, you are to worship the golden image. And guess who didn't? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. yeah. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or their, their pagan names, yeah. uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But you know who it doesn't mention is Daniel. Yeah. And I find that interesting. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell you why he's not here. Maybe the king sent him on a trip somewhere to find out about other kingdoms. But he lifted Daniel up to the number three position in the land, so he may have been away on the king's business, but he's not mentioned. But those three young men are, and they are there, and they wouldn't bow down whenever the music came. Now, all the other Jewish people apparently did, because it doesn't mention anybody, but these three. And these men, uh, it said, they paid no attention to you, king. All these guys are telling them, they're not paying attention to you. They don't serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. And Nebuchadnezzar was furious. And so what he did is they, he called them in and said, what do you have to say to this? And they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you. Now, that takes some kahunas right there. Man. Yeah. To stand up to the king that can take your life and has armies to do it and say, we don't have to answer to you. If it, They said, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. He will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Now, that's some faith right there. Yeah. But verse 18 is even better. It says, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you've set up. In other words, it doesn't matter whether he delivers us or not, we'll never bow. Now, I've taught this passage many times, and the, the, the two primary driving points for me out of this third chapter is we are constantly put in positions that test our faith. I mean, you and I as called ones, we are going to be put in positions that test our faith daily. Yeah. And God calls him to trust him no matter what happens. It, and, and that's hard for us. We, we want to trust him if we know it's going to work out. 
But he says, no, even if God doesn't deliver us, we're not going to trust. And I was thinking about the song coming in, even if. Mm -hmm. The guy who's singing that, Mercy Me, his son is a diabetic and he struggles with his health. And he's prayed and prayed and prayed for him to be delivered, but he's not. But he wrote that song to say, you know, even if you don't, I'm still going to trust you. I'm, I'm going to worship you. And, and so what happens is the king was filled with fury. He, he had them sentenced to go to their death in the fiery furnace, a pit, big pit. And he got, he had it heated seven times normal, more than normal. I mean, he was mad and he, he, he got his strongest guys, his biggest, baddest soldiers to take them down there. And guess what? As they were going down there, normally they would take their clothes off and send them, but they didn't even take, they just took them the way they were. And on the way down there, it says the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated and the flame of the fire killed the men who took them down there. And I just have to picture God up in heaven looking down going, those are my boys you're messing with. Mm -hmm. You think you're somebody? And so you don't have to fear people. You don't have to fear leaders. You don't have to fear uh, people. We have to trust God, trust him, because these men did. And they went down there, and these three men fell bound into the fiery furnace. Now, that's interesting that it says that. It says they fell. The men that were taking them died, but they fell, and they were bound. And it says, then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose up in haste, He declared to his counselors, didn't we throw three men? He says, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire. So here's the second principle. God uses the fiery times in our life to burn off the things that bind us. Mm. Because they went in bound, but the fires loosed the bounds. And then there was a fourth guy in there. Many people think it was a pre-incarnate Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is... This came to me years ago when I was studying and thinking about it. I was really going through a difficult time in a furnace, and I was wondering why God wouldn't let me out. And I read this passage, I taught this passage, and it occurred to me that King Nebuchadnezzar had to call them out of the fire. Who has to call people out of a fire? People run away from burning buildings. They don't run Mm. or stay in a burning building, but God taught me through that that he calls us to cling to him no matter where we are. So it's better to be in the fire with Jesus than away from him outside of the fire. And he taught me that. And I have to constantly remind myself because it's so easy for me to want to run away from the fire instead of being with him in the fire. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we run away from the fire, we run away from him because he's wanting us to be in the fire to display faith to those around us. Mm. So, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So here's what happened. When they came out, it says the fire had not had any power over their bodies. The hairs of their head was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. There was no smell of fire upon them. And Nebuchadnezzar said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How about that? Nebuchadnezzar's praising their God. Yeah, that's pretty cool, (laughs) especially after he just built a golden image to himself. So uh, we will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock Of confusion and chaos All those people Going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at one 877 swat that's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight, or you can email us at ask at swatradio dot com. That's ask at swatradio dot com. And if you're just joining us, uh, we've been talking about Daniel, and we just uh, talked about Dan. Um, excuse me, uh, the <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, in the uh, fiery furnace. And at the end of that story, uh, Nebuchadnezzar bows down in worship to uh god and i what i find interesting about that is in chapter two he kind of bowed down prostrate in front of daniel and then kind of didn't get the picture of what his dream was about Mm -hmm. and then he builds the golden image to himself but at the end of the second one he bows down to uh worship god instead and it's kind of maybe like he's at least for that instance kind of saying oh there's somebody bigger than me yeah, well, yeah, and so it ends up chapter 3 with uh, Nebuchadnezzar praising him, and he made a decree that any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, 
Meshach and Abednego will be torn limb from limb. He liked that. And their houses laid in ruin. He says, for there's no other God who's able to rescue in this way. So again, God gives Nebuchadnezzar another picture of his power. Yeah. And, and what happens next? Chapter 4, just real quickly, I'm not going to dwell on it too much, is um, that Nebuchadnezzar has another dream. And he tried to get his wise men to interpret it, but they couldn't. But somebody did. Guess who? <laughs> Take a guess. It was old Daniel again. He comes in, and basically the dream was about Nebuchadnezzar needing to repent and be humble. Or he's going to wander around in, in the wilderness. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening. And, and, and God gave Nebuchadnezzar time to repent. He gave him a year after the dream was interpreted, and Daniel pleaded with him. You know, Daniel didn't want to tell him what the dream was. Mm. He was kind of afraid to tell him. Uh, and so he did tell him. He didn't want to tell him. I, I don't know if I, he was afraid, but he didn't want to tell him the dream because it was not a, a good dream for Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It was not a good end of days. But in he ended up being out in the wilderness. He spent... I think seven years out there. And then what happens is at the end of that time, Nebuchadnezzar lifted up his eyes to heaven. It says his reason returned to him and he blessed the most high and praised and honored him. And at that time, his reason returned and he was established in the kingdom and more greatness was added to him. And he said, I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the king of heaven for all his works are right. So at the end of chapter four that's what happens well then after that uh we see king belshazzar who was uh, i believe his grandson okay uh came in there and made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and he actually used the holy material you know the things from the temple mm. that they had taken and he was just mocking yeah and then there that's the handwriting on the wall um and it didn't work out well for him i don't really daniel again was brought in. He'd kind of not been in service of this king, but he brings him in to interpret what's on the wall. He interprets. It didn't go well for him. Cyrus comes in, overthrows. Then what happened? You have uh, at the end of that, chapter 6, after that happens in chapter 5, and again, we're kind of breezing through. I encourage you to go read it, but I want to finish with Daniel chapter 6 because tomorrow uh, Taylor and his dad, Anthony Johnson, are going to be on. And then Friday, I'm going to be with Pastor H.B. Charles, who's doing our retreat. And so Daniel in chapter 6 uh, is where Daniel gets thrown in the lion's den. And just if you don't know the story, all the leaders tried to get Daniel in trouble. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. And so they got the Darius, who would, had come in and was overseeing the, the Babylonian people, um, to um, to uh, come in and actually set up a law. And if you didn't pray only to the king, what happened was you were, you were going to be thrown into the lion's den. And what happened is Daniel said no. And we talked about this a lot on Monday. But Daniel said no. He didn't violate his conviction. He didn't minimize it. It was only for 30 days, but he stood up. And we were talking about this in context of us, and I really encourage you to go read this in Daniel chapter 6 and think about your own 
stand? What are you standing for with God? Do people around you know that you represent the Most High God? And so I do think we got a caller. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Mark, how you doing? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. How we doing? Good, Mark. How are you doing? All right. All right. I just have a question on uh, what's your thoughts with, um, with, like, with like astronauts because i don't know if you know we got this new mission to mars and you know some guys where they they kind of worship um space and all that but i mean it's like certain people with the grace of god where certain people will have certain personal gifts but they don't really worship it because you don't know how god is gonna uh, glorify you in the future through him but it is a mission now where they got some the, the mission to Mars, and what, what's your what's your um, what's your thoughts on that? Like like certain astronauts on the on the Earth, because um, you got like people nowadays where they believe in zodiac signs and stuff like that. I don't believe in it, you know, because um, it's something about Simon the magician. When I was reading about that, I said, man, I got I got to stop uh, just reading horoscopes. You know, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, the horoscopes and astronauts are two different things. One of my good friends is a guy named Charlie Duke. We've had him on the program before. Charlie was one of the 12 guys that walked on the moon. And uh, he was an astronaut, and uh, he is a believer. And uh, Buzz Aldrin actually uh, read a passage from the Gospel of John, uh, which says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me will bring forth much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. He read that when they were on the moon. I mean, so uh, you can be a believer and uh, and believe in the space program. That's just like, you know, it's exploration. Think of, a, think of it as exploring the frontier. Yeah. You know, that they're just, that's what they're doing. But uh, you're talking about astronomy uh, there. When you talk about horoscopes, that's different. That's predicting the future. Astrology. Astrology, yeah. Astrology is different right, from right. astronomy. Uh, I think if they send people to Mars, that's great. Explore what God's created. Well, I know you're talking about, yeah, I know you're talking about Daniel and different kingdoms, and now, like, with this, all this new technology and stuff like that, we don't really want to get too tied up in man creation. We still, we still want to honor God, you know what I'm saying? So, I guess we use. And what was that verse he read again when he said he was on the moon? Oh, no, he read from John chapter 15. Uh, he said, I'm the vine, oh. you're the branches. That was Buzz Aldrin who pretty read much. that. Yeah. So pretty much he's saying when, um, like, regardless of your work, because, you know, you still got to make a living, but, you know, don't don't um, don't worship your, your work over God, but just whatever you're doing, just, you pretty much saying don't don't forget God. Always give Him praise because it's, it's not it's not for you. It's for Him. That's yeah, the, and here's the thing, Mark. When they when when the astronauts go into space, the the things that mm-hmm. they see and report back on, all that stuff just uh-huh. makes what God's created more incredible as we know it. You know, the more we are able to explore and see how vast and big our universe is, the more unbelievable we see how god is how how incredible he is so 
My name? My name's Doug. Doug McCary, hey. Mark. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Mr. Doug. Remember that time when, when the Challenger blew up? Yes, sir. See, yeah, man. I mean, but we, you know, it, it's, it's sad that that, that, that happened, but I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, maybe God was trying to tell him, like, it's not time to go up there yet, you know? Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would go that far, Mark. Uh, but you know the thing yeah. is what, what what we've been talking about with Daniel and thanks for calling Mark. We're going to have to cut off because we're going to we're running out of time. Okay. But thank you for listening to SWAT Radio and thanks for calling. Um, you know, um, I, I think I think you have to be careful. You know, when you start looking at uh, when something like that happens. You know, the when something bad. Happens. Yeah, yeah, like like that. You know, the thing is with Daniel, and I, I, I kind of want to end with this because you and your dad, y'all can talk about this tomorrow and then Friday. Like I said, we got H.B. Charles, so I hope you'll tune in tomorrow. Uh, but but in Daniel 6, the biggest thing was they Daniel was told not to pray for 30 days to anybody but Darius. And he said, I, I'm not going to compromise. And so my encouragement to you is, as a believer – don't compromise on your faith. Don't compromise on your visible witness of your faith in your God, the yeah. one true living God. So yeah, that's good stuff. Um, we're glad that you listened today. Uh, just a reminder tomorrow, me and my dad will be in the studio, just me and him. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Doug's been gracious, gracious enough to let the young gun get to go at it by himself. So tune in to see how I do. Well, uh, I do have your dad piggybacking us. <laughs> yeah. So, AJ. Yeah, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.